Welcome to For the Life of Me podcast, where I share musings and perspectives on how we really truly live a life divine. I'm Julie Pyatt, your host. Thanks so much for joining me. So today, I want to dive into spiritualizing the money, really coming clean with our relationship around money and taking the time to take an honest look about how we really feel about it. We all have a lot of shame, trauma, and anxiety that swirls around this very vital energy that shapes our interactions with work, creativity, family, and even love. Let's also answer the question of whether you can be spiritual and have money. Let's look at the stigma about that. Are you really more worthy if you're less wealthy? Does that even make sense? And where did that idea come from? I want to explore that this week. But before I get into the subject, (laughs) I want to tell you how excited I am to be bringing you the next evolution of artisanal plant-based cheeses to your homes. My paleo, vegan, gluten-free, and dairy-free not cheese is called Shrimu. Shri meaning divine, mu being a play on the sounds cows make, (laughs) but also a divine moniker for the mystical land of Lemuria. So Shrimu is a heartfelt lifetimes expression that I've spent many, many years creating. And it is made with love and intention by my teams in LA. We call them sacred makers because we know that it really matters who is touching your food and preparing your food. So to find out how you can have Shrimu, Divine, Not Cheeses, delivered directly to your home and join our global movement of awareness, check out all the flavors, ingredients, and product offerings at Shrimu.com. That's S-R-I-M-U.com for any product box that you subscribe for a 12-month plan. We will give you the 12th box free. That is our offering of gratitude for being someone who cares about the food that you are putting in your body and the impact that it is having on our collective lives. Okay, show me the money. (laughs) Let's start to really get into um, our relationship with money. Money, money, money. Money rules the world. I think we can all agree now that it's pretty much common knowledge that money actually is ruling the world. Um, I often say that we've been worshiping the, the incorrect God on this planet, the money God, but it seems that greed is behind every initiative, even the ones that we hope are for the upliftment and the nourishment of humanity, animals, and the planet. And so we are at this very profound moment in planetary history where all of the darkness is being revealed. Um, It's as if the light switch has gone on and we're seeing all the roaches scatter from the house. And some of this is shocking because we hoped or we imagined 
or we uh, had a brighter vision that many things on this planet uh, were maybe in a better condition than they actually are. And so it's been shocking for us to really look at what's going on and to see displayed time and time again that no matter what the cataclysm is, what the um, emergency or trauma is, if you follow the money, it always leads back to dark forces that are really working to suppress or prey upon humanity and their loving hearts. So how do we come to terms with this and how do we start to ignite an awareness and a power of being able to really work with money as simply an energy? So we know this. We know that money is an energy. I'm not the first person to talk to you about that. And we see quotes on Instagram and a lot of even new age spiritual movements are focused around manifesting. And I think it's because uh, the world requires that we have money in order to have our basic needs met, like food, shelter, water, clothing. It's not a judgment against us or a commentary on our shallow nature. <laughs> it's a very real threat because on our planet currently, every living being is not guaranteed health care or nourishment or even food or even shelter or even protection. And so it sets up this uh, feeling of competition, of needing to grab your piece of the pie, because if you don't, you know, there might not be anything left for you. You know, Eckhart Tolle said famously once, you may self-realize with a million dollars in the bank, but it isn't likely. <laughs> so it is a possibility, but it's not likely. When I uh, had the amazing blessing of going through a sacred moment of going through financial collapse over a nine-year period, I was given a very profound alchemical spiritual teaching that really allowed me to face my relationship with money, also face societal ideas or expectations of what I should or shouldn't be achieving in my life. And it also forced me to receive to learn how to receive. I had to go see a bankruptcy attorney at one point in my journey. And I had this beautiful sacred mala that I had taken with me to India. I had taken it to every spiritual master that I worked with. And I believe that I had it in another lifetime, like somehow it, this object found me in this lifetime. But it was a jeweled altar that hung around my neck that had a Buddha on the outside. And then you opened it up and there was a Buddha on the inside. And it was silver with jewels, like just quite beautiful. And I had strung it on these thick, big Rudraksha seeds. These are sacred seeds that are in the mala beads from India that you chant and pray on. And so I had this around my neck and I went down to Orange County where the bankruptcy attorney was and I walked in his conference room and we sat down and I told him, I have no shame attached to this financial collapse experience that I am going through. I simply want to know a scenario A, a scenario B, and a scenario C. I am completely free of this experience. And at that moment, my mala broke and all of my Rudraksha beads rolled over the conference table and fell off the edges. And I was so delighted by this because I felt this to be a sacred message that I had 
somehow transformed this money prison, this money constriction. And that at the very least, I was at the bottom, you know, like from that point, it was going to start going up. So here I am under the table on my hands and knees, gathering up all the rude rakshas. And the bankruptcy attorney was just shocked. He had his mouth open. And he just said, Julie, he said, none of my clients are having this experience. And I said, yes, I understand. I said, that's because we've forgotten that we are so much more than our credit score. And so if you're having a hard time, if this world is not working for you, if you're not able to plug in financially, if you've never been recognized financially or able to hold the money, just know that you are so much more than the system of money's analysis of whether you played well or not. And let's remind ourselves that what we take beyond this life is our evolution, how much we loved, how much we transformed, how much we were able to hold, how much responsibility we took for others, for ourselves, for our own mission. We need to sort of Jedi our experience with money so that more of us who have great intentions for uplifting this planet in a bunch of different ways can start to interact with money in a very healthy way. So money isn't going away and certainly having a sordid relationship with money is not going to help you to actualize your greatest life mission. And as many of you who listen to my podcast or follow me have heard me share, we each have a heroic probability. Each life form, each human being listening to this podcast was created in divinity. And we each have a specific purpose or a specific skill set to offer humanity, the earth, and the world at this time by having the courage to look at how we actually feel about money, clearing out anything that is lurking in the dark shadows, uh, we can actually transform our relationship to money so that we can really start to be supported in our lives. But before we get into that stage of the journey, I really think that being able to hold money, experience money, make money, and share money requires a level of responsibility. And so first we need to really look within us. And I think one of the predominant memories that is lurking inside many of our new age spiritual family is a memory of being hurt by money or just an awareness of how much fear and harm money causes on the planet. Many of us end up creating this relationship with money where we don't, we don't like money. And we sort of tell money that we don't really want it. We don't want it. We don't need it because we don't want to be part of this greed, harm, rape, and pillaging of humans and animals and resources and trees and our earth. And so we say, no, go away. You know, we don't want you. And then what has happened as a result of that pain and that imbalance is that many of the spiritual community are completely broke. <laughs> and so the money continues to be expanded in the hands of individuals that are 
not having the highest uh, visions for the planet. I feel like, you know, I'm part of this initiative and this is part of my vision with Srimu. And, you know, Srimu, I created from a very deep, true connection with my creative self. Um, I actually talk about this extensively on the Rich Roll podcast. I'm guesting on his show and that show will drop on October 8th. It was one of my favorite discussions I've ever had with my husband. He interviewed me about my business life and all of these experiences that I hadn't visited or even spoken about in a very long time. And so what I did do is create this product from a very resonant tone that is very authentic to me. And I understand that on the surface that may be frustrating to some people because one of my cheese wheels is like $33. So I have my three um, wheel boxes, $88. My four wheel box is 117. And then my sacred altar box is 174. And that has six units of cheese and it's quite beautiful. And, and that's what my product costs. But this is the beginning sort of inaugural level that I am creating with Shrimu, establishing it as a premium product, as a black label product that is the best, not only the best vegan cheese, but arguably the best cheese in any category, like better than dairy cheese. So it's the next evolution of cheese. And the global initiative is that, yes, I will create sublines of this, and this will end up being a global empire of impact-driven energetic business that is designed to transform the planet. So I've already created 40 recipes already vetted, and I'm ready for all of that experience. My mission or my vision is to have many different levels of products that I offer. So for instance, you know, if you want a private session with me, that might be a certain rate, but then I have a subscription community, which is at a very accessible rate. And having those experiences and interacting at different levels of economic wealth has given me relationships, connections, and powerful avenues to creating more wealth in the world to support the expansive missions of those who care about the planet. And so we have to understand that money is not evil in and of itself. Money is simply an energy. And as I would say, we are all universal creators creating our own experience of life. And so each of us has the capacity to interact with all kinds of different energies, money being one of those, not excluded from that experience at all. But I think if we fail to really write this pain that we're living with, we will continue to judge or uh, others and also really ourselves. And we're telling ourselves subconsciously, don't give me that. Don't bring me that level of support. And um, this is something we have to change because we need you guys. Like we need all of us to be well and whole. And why couldn't it be you? Why couldn't you be the one that created some impact product or impact movement 
that created, you know, millions of dollars, billions, even billions. I mean, I'm tired of reading about the billionaires and seeing that, you know, they're hoarding the money for themselves. And I always, you know, ask my friends, I say, well, if you were a billionaire and let's say you bought every object you ever wanted, like I love beautiful things. I love beautiful clothes. I love beautiful spaces. So let us have those. Okay. Let us buy like, let's just take a human life and lay out what your wish list is. And let's just give you all those things. Okay. But if I was a billionaire, like after a certain level, which is not that high, quite frankly, what would I do with all that money? And why aren't they helping humanity? But I mean, really helping humanity. So it really does sort of verify that there are dark forces that are controlling money, but it's a new day. It's a new moment. And so we really need to understand that we are universal creators. Uh, the money is there as a source, as an energy, and we need to stop judging our community and ourselves for being involved in money. I mean, if it's not us, it's going to be someone else. So it might as well be us. It's not about abstinence or flogging yourself or starving yourself. Does that really make you more spiritually worthy? You know, no, it doesn't. It's a choice. It's just a choice of experience. And so this relationship with money is very, very, very important. And, uh, you know, I always teach from experience. That's where I can really offer maybe some nuggets that will inspire you or give you hope right now during COVID especially. Many of us are very concerned. You know, many have lost their jobs. Many don't know what the world is going to look like. We're sequestered at home. We're all having to adapt, um, which I think is going to be, end up being an amazing thing. But there's a lot of uncertainty in the working world, the economic world, and that's for sure. And it's a real thing. But I guess what I could share with you, and we were talking about that this in my family recently, because this quarantine has been very similar to when we went through a nine-year financial collapse, <laughs> because we didn't have the money to move around in the community the way that we normally would. So we were sequestered for a long time, you know, at our beautiful home, uh, which I was unable to pay mortgage, property taxes, insurance for five years, you guys, five years. So we, we learned to be in the moment. So this is my first nugget of wisdom for you guys. Being present in the moment is your power. Okay. So most of us right now, when you're listening to this podcast, you're okay. Like whatever you're doing, you're cooking, you're with your family, you're driving. I don't know what you're doing. You're practicing yoga you're okay. Most of what you're fearful of is a projection into the future, right? Or an analysis of the past. So by staying present in the moment, you can expand on the vibration of how abundant you are. And that doesn't mean that I'm saying you have a bunch of money in the bank, but let's just stop this stop right now for a moment and just take a breath in. Okay, so you just took a breath of air that is sustaining your, your being, right? And you can think and create and imagine and feel, right, within that. Chances are the sun is shining. If it's not shining brightly, maybe it's behind a cloud, but it's still there. It's on. 
The sun is shining. There's some birds chirping. You may have a beloved pet near you who loves you unconditionally. And so what we can do is start to look at what we have and start to be grateful for that and see the abundance in that. Now, I was led to this experience while my car was repossessed. So my car was repossessed. I had no car to get my children to school. We live in a little bit of a rural area, so there wasn't a, a bus line. And yet the sun was shining and the birds were chirping. And a friend had dropped off some fresh oranges from her tree. And I started to look at all the things that I had. Suddenly I realized that I had a lot of wealth in my house, even stuffed in a closet somewhere. And when I didn't have something, I would start to take them out. Let's see what we have. I don't have money in the bank. I don't have a job. But let me see what I have and let me take stock of that. Let me put my divine gaze on it and acknowledge it. Also, let me use my creativity and see how I could reimagine it. Could I redesign my room, even though I have no money to buy a new coffee table? Is there a piece of wood outside that I could put on a can, or I could paint and create some new iteration? So many of us have much more than we really think we have. And by sitting with what is and feeling that gratitude, guess what happens? you create more abundance. Because when you're grateful for what is, and you, you're feeling that acknowledgement, you create an energy that brings you more of that match. Now let's look at what happens if I'm kicking dirt, I would call it. I love that term, kicking dirt. I've been kicking dirt a little bit. If I'm kicking dirt, I'm looking at what I don't have. I don't have that job that I had. I don't have the money to buy the table I want. What does that energy do? That energy creates more of what you don't have. Energy is a match. So if you worry, you're praying for what you don't want to happen. You are the universal creator. So you're setting the tone. So the universe is just, the, the universal energy is only answering your call. So if you are worrying about your job, it is going to create more lack in your life. And that's why I always say it is very vital during these times that we find what we love to do as a child and we do that, even if it's not your job, even if you don't think you're that good at it. Find out what you loved when you were six and do some of that every day. Because if you do that, you will create this beautiful feeling. Most of us had something that we loved, whether it was the love of, you know, just your dog. I love dogs when I was six. Like I just, I couldn't handle it. I love them so much. Um, I also love nature. I loved trees and the smell of pine needles and you know, the winter sun, October's my favorite month in the whole, in the whole year, just my favorite. So find time every day like that. Like if you do nothing else, be in that bliss state of your six-year-old child, whatever that is, 
And your intellectual mind may tell you, well, that's a waste of time. I should be hitting the pavement and sending out resumes and pulling up 10,000 bricks up the mountain. And I'm telling you, no, it's the opposite. I'm telling you, find what you love, find the joy, find the creativity. And that is going to create more of this abundance in your life. It's a feeling tone that's in your body. And that's why it's important that we get real with how we really feel about money. And so I suggest that you take some time in reflection and you write down every time that you judge somebody this week because they had money. Every, even subliminally, like inside of you, where is that coming from? And are you ready to let it go? Are you willing to take responsibility for that money? Do you understand that being a steward of money requires responsibility? You have to grow up. You have to be willing to hold it. Maybe you've been hiding and maybe you've been not really stepping into being the universal leader that you are. And this is what has to shift. So money in itself is not bad. I agree with you. All the money on this planet, so much of the money on this planet is in the, in the wrong hands and being used not in a good way. However, I believe in us and I believe in you. And so this is the moment for us to dig deep, to connect with who we are and to imagine a new world and a new world where money is used for good on the planet. So we have to be committed to the spiritual path, no matter what it brings us. And more often than not, it brings us some challenges and hurdles. Just like Eckhart Tolle said, you might self-actualize with a million dollars in the bank, but it's not likely. And the reason is because if you had that million dollars in, your, in the bank, you wouldn't get the sacred moment, the valuable alchemical experience of the transformation that takes place when you have nothing and then you see the universe come in to support you. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to have health insurance. It doesn't mean you're even going to have a car. It doesn't even mean you're going to have a bank account. I didn't have a bank account for four years. You guys, I ha this was after I was like, you know, fully in business and, you know, had been in the modern world. I didn't have a bank account for four years. I had to ask people to pay me in cash. And I became very good at it because it's really just a question, right? It's not like the end of the world. Like I didn't die. It wasn't like I wasn't capable of doing what I did. I just had to say, hey, Joe, you know, would you mind paying me in cash? <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's quite interesting, you know, it's, it's a way of adapting, right? So here we are, we're in COVID and we're having to adapt, Right. We're like suddenly, you know, I just talked to a client of mine yesterday. She's like, I've been, you know, hands-on yoga studio for, you know, 20 years and now I'm online and suddenly I have five times the people that I'm working with. So there's many things that we are going to adapt and this is almost like the Renaissance and I believe in the artists of the world and, you know, it's really a time where you can really be yourself and be unique and I think the advantage that you guys have is that everybody's going through it on the entire planet, in every single country, everybody's going through it. So before when I was in financial collapse quarantine versus COVID quarantine, we were the only ones. And so we had to, we, well, you know, within our sphere. 
And we had to field a lot of judgment from a lot of, you know, friends, family, well-meaning people, because when you go through collapse, then that is very scary for those around you. And it often manifests in anger directed towards you rather than help and companionship, which is what you really need. Um, so I always vowed that when I emerged from this fire, that I would always make sure that I gave people the respect and also um, mirrored back to them that I believed in them, that I believe in you. And that's why I say I believe in you. I believe in us. So money, 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 you know, money is important. And, you know, we're just scratching the surface on this subject. I'm going to be back with more techniques, but at least for this podcast, will you take the time to explore some of these subjects that I suggested that I brought forth and really dig deep, look deep inside because often these issues can be elusive. They're hard to find. They're hard to pinpoint. Because it's true, money on the planet has been used for a lot of suffering, a lot of killing, a lot of wars, a lot of trauma. And so that is true. But let's not get caught in that story. And let's go ahead and really find a way to Jedi our experience with that, okay? So we're going to use this experience and we're going to go deeply into it and then alchemize it into being our power. So what was your trauma? will become your treasure. It will become your energy that will propel you. And so I do suggest that you journal on this, journal on this, meditate, you know, have a cup of living tea, you know, be present, uh, get on your yoga mat, um, you know, and then really look into it and, and see, and also see if it shows up in your body and note that, write it down. Because again, these thoughts are things and memories are things and, and I would tell you from my spiritual experience of communing with the unseen frequencies, but also many colors and vibrations and sounds that we have so much help that is here for us right now. And so if you are a sincerely loving, well-intended or higher gazing individual that really came here to do something, to be all that you can be and hopefully bless others then please take heart. The problems of the world are not going to be decided in a political arena. Just want to offer that. Of course, we need to do everything we can and we make the best decisions we can in the moment. But your spiritual connection is your security because you're not taking your money score with you. You're not taking your bank account with you and you're not taking your credit score with you. And so just remember that you are loved, you are needed, you are valued. I hope you find treasures in your exploration of money. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and grace and beauty. Namaste. And before I go, I just wanted to give you a little bit more uh, information on the meal planner. This is such an amazing product, and I'm very, very proud to have created it with my beloved Rich Roll, my husband. So if you're loving Shrimu, my plant-based cheese, and you want to learn more about how to cook delicious, healthy meals for the people you love without complicated recipes and bank-busting grocery bills, then I invite you to sign up for the Plant Power Meal Planner. It's less than $2 a week. 
We have 24-hour health coaches that are available. Also, a great library of video support as well. Remember, you can customize your recipes. So if you're allergic to lime juice like I am, you can just hit that um, and opt out on lime juice in your recipes. It also will generate full weekly meal plans as well as shopping lists. And remember, there's even grocery delivery in select areas. So check that out at richroll.com and you'll be able to click on the meal planner.